<laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And today, we're back once again. Rob was out last week, but he's back this week. Glad to have him back. And yeah, we are going to be breaking down the latest in sports. Obviously, today we're filming this. Two more regular season days to go in the MLB. The playoffs winding down. Really the only race left to settle the AL wild card. No team as we are recording this has clinched yet. So very will be that will be a very interesting monitor. We're going to touch on that in a brief second. Obviously, week four of the NFL, NFL, I can't speak today. NFL season is upon us. But first, real quick before we get to both of those topics, this is not going to be too much of a long discussion here, but I do want to give Rob the chance to speak his thoughts on the Ben Simmons situation. Obviously, it is kind of spiled out of control this week with reports that, you know, he won't meet with Embiid. He won't meet with the players. He's done. He's not reporting to camp. There's money in escrow now. I mean, it's a complete disaster. So, Rob, as a Philly fan yourself, I feel like it's only right uh, to start this episode off. Just give us your thoughts. We won't really spend too much time on it, but your thoughts on the current situation uh, with the Philadelphia yeah, I, I mean, Sixers. I, I, I'm just pretty shocked it came to this point. I mean, I think obviously like clutch is having, has a pretty big hand in this. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. There's like, he hasn't said anything himself. Like he's too scared to even address Philadelphia or address his teammates. And then I think Embiid is just such a good example of what a Philly athlete is and how he gets Philadelphia compared to Simmons. who just doesn't at all. Simmons just doesn't, you know, want to become a better basketball player. We, we saw Embiid become a better basketball player. Uh, you know, over the course of the season, last season, it's just unreal, just just, just ridiculous uh, that he that he's claiming the blame on the team, claiming bl- putting the blame on the team, at, and he doesn't see anything wrong with what he did. Like he's just okay with having zero points in the fourth quarter, and that's the problem with Ben Simmons, and that's why he hasn't improved since his rookie season. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll give my thoughts and then we'll move to the MLB. I mean, it's kind of crazy that it's gone to this point. Um, I mean, not many teams seem to want this guy clearly too. I don't know what Philly's price is, but you got to think that that also has been severely hurt by these, these comments. I mean, it's clear that he's not going to play another game as a 76 or so teams are not going to go out and overpay for this guy if they don't have to, which is very interesting, but I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous what he's kind of saying. You hear him beat saying himself that the team was built around Ben. Um, they didn't necessarily bring back Jimmy Butler because of Ben Simmons and whatnot and needing the ball in his hands. I mean, it, it's very unfortunate situation for the Sixers. Obviously, I mean, after that series, the Hawks, you kind of figured that his time in Philadelphia was up. He just really has been the same player for the past few years. He hasn't worked on his shooting, it appears. I mean, he's just not confident. He's, uh, you know, chokes in the big moments. And this team, you know, they're going to have to, you know, figure it out without him. Um, it's a big question mark, though, and it sucks for the Sixers because, that team, I mean, Ben Simmons was the number two piece, regardless of what you want to say. And the way they're built, obviously, that you got Joel Embiid. But going into this season, they have no idea what to do, how to game plan. I mean, they have no idea who's going to be the point guard, if they're going to have any surrounding pieces. So it's very unfortunate for them. I think, you know, the team itself is really just getting screwed out of this. Because, I mean, if you don't get anything back for Ben, it's just essentially like you lost your second best player and nothing else has happened, which is just not very good for the Sixers. I think this year's 76ers team might be one of the most obvious second round exits of all time. I mean, I think they're a decent team still. They're just not good enough to compete with the two giants, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, we won't touch on that. Obviously the NBA is starting in a few weeks. I believe maybe October 25th. It is, is uh, the first day of the season. So it's coming around the corner. We'll be make sure we'll be making sure to uh, talk about that, but, 
we got to talk some MLB before we get into our weekly NFL uh, routine here. MLB, the playoff race is really coming down to the wire. I mean, the Giants have a game left to clinch. You assume that will happen. They'll get the division over the Dodgers. The Braves won the division over the Phillies. Uh, obviously, a rough series for Philadelphia against Atlanta. They got swept. That was uh, prime Philly, I think you would agree with, and, you know, was expected, to be honest. Now you've got a four-team race right now in the AL wildcard. you got the Yankees up a game on the Red Sox, and then teams like the Mariners and the Blue Jays um, a game or so out, I believe. Both of those teams might be at the moment. So it's all very close. I mean, I think personally, before I let you jump in, I think the Mariners, they're just franchise history. I think they won't make it. I, I just, you know, it's a great young core, but last night's game would have been a big win for them. It was a very close game, very manageable to win, and uh, they weren't able to get it done. I think that would be the deciding loss in their season. But how do you think this ends up shaking out? I mean, it seems like the Yankees, I believe they're guaranteed a spot if there's a crazy tiebreaker in that. So they're almost locked in. But how do you kind of see how this whole thing shakes out from here on out? I would probably have to go, I mean, the Yankees, obviously, but I don't know, man. I think you might be rolling the Mariners out a little bit too, a little bit too soon here. I mean, in how many months ago did I say, I think it might've been just been last month, but I did say to watch out for the Mariners. I said that they were the team to watch in that wild card race. Um, yep. Have they gotten lucky? Absolutely. They have like a minus 48 run differential or something like that. <laughs> they don't have any players with an OPS above 800. Just kind of an insane stat when you think about their record. But sometimes teams just find a way to win. And I don't know, you know, team like the Mariners might find a way to sneak in there. And I, the Red Sox have been also very hard to trust this year for me. Sometimes you'll see them go, 15 and two in a 17 game stretch or something like that. And then you'll see them go, we saw them earlier, two and eight earlier in the year to sort of lose their firm control on that, both that at least top spot at the time and the wild card uh, position. Yeah. The Blue Jays have been a streaky team, but at the same time, I think that is the most dangerous team coming out of the wild card right now. I mean, you look at their pitching, Robbie Ray has been great. I don't know, honestly, I'll be honest, Hinjin Ryu. I don't know how exactly it's been. If he's healthy. I know Steven Matz pitched a good game last night, but they've got, some quality starters in that rotation, guys who are able to get the job done. And I think their lineup is by far arguably one of the best in baseball. You've got Vlad Guerrero, Marcus Simeon, Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, the list goes on and on with these guys. It's pretty ridiculous, to be honest. So I think that's the team that if you're looking in the wild card, you do not want to face them because in a one-game playoff, I mean, this offense, if it just catches fire, you're done. You're not going to be able to compete with them offensively. I think Boston's an interesting team. They are playing the or the they're playing the Nationals right now, so they kind of have a, a to me an easier route to get in the playoffs. Toronto, I think they will be However, able to get however, in. Uh, Toronto does play the Orioles this weekend. Yes, as well. So they both are very easy, which makes the Yankees situation even interesting, more interesting. They're down right now, I believe. Uh, wow. Last time I saw three to one to the Rays, yeah, and the are. Rays are a very good baseball team. I by far the best any of these. teams teams are playing so a situation where the Yankees lose out here and have to play a tiebreaker to me is not that far-fetched I could easily see it happening I think the Yankees are in a decent spot though obviously they have Cole that's probably the best pitcher who would be pitching out of these teams in a wild card game but it's the wild card game anything can happen I think the Blue Jays are the most dangerous team the Mariners I don't want to write them off yet but I'm going to write them off I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs (laughs) I think their franchise history I think they're just cursed as it is too so they might even win tomorrow and then on the last day of the season have some like heartbreaking loss that wouldn't surprise me at this point with the Mariners um yeah it's kind of my thoughts it's gonna be very interesting to watch I mean very I I mean I think a tiebreaker is likely at this point I think we'll see a tiebreaker of some sort in that AL wildcard yeah I mean this is just it's so good to have this in the year with fans back as well 
not, you know, in the 60 game season. Um, and I'd just like to say one thing before we move on uh, about, you know, the, the MLB. The Phillies, uh, I just a disgraceful organization. I just want to say, how many times does the team have probably the likely MVP uh, and a top three Cy Young candidate, top five maybe, top three to five Cy Young candidate, and miss out on the playoffs and miss out on the playoffs? I mean, it's just a horrible job in team building. And at this stage, I think they're sort of the blueprint for what you don't want to do in Major League Baseball. And they've been stuck in mediocrity and just terribleness for so long. And you get these two good rays of hope and Ranger Suarez, who's having a secretly historically great season, and they just don't have the pieces. And this uh, it just shows the importance of depth and all you know the depth the Toronto Blue Jays have, the New York Yankees have, and the guys that have come to, through for the Seattle Mariners. Death is just death is just such an important part of baseball these days. It really is. I mean, you look at the best team in baseball right now, the San Francisco Giants. They have by far, in my opinion, the best depth in the MLB. Every guy. In, in that on that roster is used they switch routinely and you know make tons of changes and you got to give credit to D- Gabe Kapler I know he didn't do quite the job in Philadelphia but it seems like I don't know if the infrastructure was wrong in Philadelphia or if they just moved on too soon and just didn't give him a fair shot but Gabe Kapler absolutely the manager of the year no question uh hands down he'll be the manager of the year in the NL what a great job they've done and yeah I mean I'll talk about my Mets real quick a very disappointing year as well I mean the first year this Steve calling it regime and they go below 500 it's kind of shocking to me that they did finish that badly but that's what happens when the bats don't perform at all I mean the only guy to me who lived up to expectations was Pete Alonso he put together a very solid year hitting about 260 35 plus homers that's what you got that's what you want out of Pete Alonso everyone else Brandon Nimmo I'll give too he's played great Baez has been great they need to re-sign him but everyone else has been lackluster and disappointing and when you have the pitching depth that they ran into with the problems with the Grom being injured Obviously, Stroman, another guy they really have to re-sign. He's been great. Cindergard was out the whole year. Taiwan Walker faltered in the second half. It just happens. Uh, it was not unfortunate. I expect a lot of change. I'm excited to see what happens. I will miss some of the core, but at the same time, they didn't get the job done. They had their chance this year to really, you know, etch their their future together, and they failed miserably. So I'm uh, very interested to see what happens with the New York Mets this offseason. I think that will be one of the most watched teams probably in Major League Baseball this offseason. I expect with, you know, the front office manager situation potentially completely changing as well as the team completely changing. I think the Mets are going to be, have a very active offseason. So we'll see what happens with that. And if they can, you know, rewrite the ship, get back to the World Series. Uh, it has been five or six years, but obviously Steve Cohen, he wants a championship and he wants it now. So we'll see what happens with that. It'll be interesting. But uh, I think that will do for MLB for the day. Uh, we will next week probably, I don't know how many games are being played necessarily we can't really do a uh, playoff prediction bracket right now just because it's so unsettled. We have no idea what's going to happen with the wild card. But next week, we will uh, look into doing something in terms of predicting the playoffs. And uh, we'll be, be discussing the games each week as well. But back to what we do best and what we do the most often. It's the NFL. Another week three. It was a little crazy. Uh, some of these games, we saw Justin Tucker kick an NFL record 66-yard field goal. Christian McCaffrey went down with an injury. Uh, I believe we talked about that actually last week, so no need to discuss that. The Chargers beat the Chiefs. I mean, very uh, a lot of football happened, a lot of storylines. I don't know where you want to start, but to me, I think we got to start with this Chargers-Chiefs game. Justin Herbert, absolutely stellar performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Williams looks like a phenom right now. Keenan Allen's been great. 
And on the Chiefs, uh, some turnovers, some fumbles. I mean, it was kind of a mess for them. What are your thoughts on this game, Rob, and, you know, the future for both of these teams? I just think Justin Herbert is an unbelievable quarterback, and I think there's a chance that he could even win the MVP this year. I think right now he's probably a top-five quarterback in the league. I mean, that's a controversial statement, but right now you're not taking five guys over Justin Herbert, in my opinion. Um, uh, And I think the Chiefs right now are Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Tyron, Tyron Matthew, and not even Chris Jones, and just a bunch of guys. Uh, they, they, they just don't have the guys. I mean, Josh Gordon, if he can somehow stay in the league, somehow he will be such a big addition because I think their defense is very weak, obviously, but their offense is sorely missing a second wide receiver. Miko Hardman was supposed to step in that role. He's been all right. He hasn't really done much. I mean, one for two. Not, not really acceptable, not really an acceptable performance. And Tyree Kill is obviously shut down too, but we know what he can do on a week-in, week-out basis. I just think this team, I still think they're my prediction to win the Super Bowl, but they really need the, – the, the defense is a real concern because I think the offense, the problems will solve itself with the guy with guys like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but the defense is a real problem because that the, the defensive line is very weak. Their linebackers are very weak, and the defensive secondary is weak. I mean, they don't really have a, a you know, a strong, you know, plus on that defense besides a guy like Tyron Matthew. And Chris Jones hasn't really been up to his standard this year, so. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough start. One and two, you are losing two good teams, so I'll give them that. And they beat the Browns, so this has been a three, a very rough three-game stretch. They'll have an easier game this week in the Philadelphia Eagles, which I think you'll agree with um, after that Dallas Cowboys game. But yeah, I mean, this defense has not been good this year. We saw Justin Herbert just kind of light it up this week. It was not a close uh, in terms of, you know, his talent, Justin Herbert's a phenom. Mike Williams, I mean, what an emergence this guy's had. This guy just seemed like he was a boss. And all of a sudden, this guy has been one of the best receivers in the NFL this season so far. Obviously, it's early, but if this guy can become a true number two and, you know, show flashes of, of number one potential, that is huge for this Chargers offense. They've absolutely been missing that weapon besides Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And uh, the Chargers defense is very underrated too. I mean, Derwin James finally back on the field and healthy. That is such a good sight and key for that team. Asante Samuel Jr., also bet one of the best rookies right now in the NFL. He's played fantastic, had an interception this past week. So they're putting the pieces together. Obviously, Joey Bosa a little banged up right now, but they've got good pieces. And I think you touched on it pretty well. I don't think Josh Gordon is really going to make much of a difference. I think, you know, those days of him being in his prime are far past him. We've seen him these past few years with Seattle. He's shown flashes, but it's just not the same guy. And, uh, you know, I think he'll help. He'll provide another guy for them to use in their fast guy. But they got to figure it out. And I think the, the key for them has got to be to use Tyree Kilmore. I know teams have done a good job of containing him, but these past two games, Tyree Kill has not been up to standard. And to me, what makes the Chiefs offense so unstoppable is that they have both Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. And, and, you know, when both of these guys go off, it's impossible to beat this team. That's for sure. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still high on this team. I still think they're probably the AFC favorite. Um, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of teams up there. But like you said, defense lackluster. And besides those main three guys on offense, not really much else help. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that was a fun game this week for sure. Um, 
OBJ back on the field. I mean, we got to touch on this. I think Justin Fields and the whole situation right now in Chicago and what a disaster it is with Matt Nagy. I mean, this guy should have been fired last week. He should be fired this second. The fact that he's still the head coach is, is abysmal. We saw Odell Beckham back. I mean, we know what the Browns can do. This Browns team is going to be a, a top three team in my eyes in the AFC. They're a very good football team. But on the Bears side, I mean, really just quickly focusing. Justin Fields, I mean, what is going on in Chicago? And, and what are your thoughts on the situation there? Well, the, the hard, I think the saddest part about this is that it's very hard to actually evaluate Justin Fields in a situation like that. I mean, old man Peters, I mean, he's 39 years old. He really shouldn't be facing Miles Garrett. It, it, it's almost dangerous to put the quarterback on the field in a situation like that. I mean, he was sacked nine times, and it wasn't like, oh, he had a couple plays where it was like, oh, he needs to get rid of the ball, but the guy had no time to throw for most of the game. I, I mean, we know what the, the Browns can do. They have a very good defense, but they, they sort of even sleepwalked through the, through this one and still really got the job done easily. I mean, this is a terrible team. The offense is just horrible. I'm sure Allen Robinson is counting down the minutes till his contract is over. Um, just pretty unbelievably bad. Uh Six for 20 for 68 yards and nine sacks. It's really almost unbelievable. You have to try to design an offense that poorly. Poorly. Um, and yeah, Matt Nagy, like I said, guy's got to go. And then just let Justin Fields play the rest of the season. Let's not let let's not play any games with Andy Dalton. There's no need to make the front office look smart here. I mean, let's just play Justin Fields and. Let's let's see what he's got, especially after Nagy is gone, because it's impossible to evaluate a quarterback with Nagy. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Matt Nagy, what a terrible job this guy's done. He hasn't even announced the starting quarterback right now. I think it's between Andy Dolan, Justin Fields, and Nick Foles this week. So that's incredible. I mean, if Justin Fields doesn't even know if he's starting, I mean, how can you expect this guy to go and have success? I mean, it's pretty crazy. You heard Miles Garrett or someone say that they were very surprised with how Fields was used. I believe he was only rolled out twice in the entire game. That's ridiculous. I mean, they have no idea. He played as if he was Andy Dalton in this game, just stuck in the pocket. And that's not Justin Fields. That's not what, what makes him so special. And I agree with what you said. I mean, obviously, so far, Fields does not look good in the game he came in. And, and this game, he's looked very bad. Um, I'll be the first one to say it. But I don't think we can get a true evaluation of him. This is not the offense that should be run with Justin Fields as your starting quarterback. This is the offense that is run for Andy Dalton is run. That is a terrible offense. I mean, David Montgomery looks like a great back. He's just not even able to have success with that O-line. Um, it's frustrating to see Allen Robinson two for 27 back-to-back weeks, two catches. That's incredible. Um, six completions for fields. I mean, you can go on and on. Chicago Bears, one of the worst teams in the NFL this season and the New York giants, I believe will have their first round pick next year. So they've got to be ecstatic over, there i mean that team is another team talk about going down uh the you know a bad route right now the new york giants are in a mess but i do want to talk about the saints pass game this saints team is just one that i have no idea how to read if they're good if they're bad they haven't thrown for i believe more than 150 yards yet passing in a game pretty incredible but we saw mac jones he struggled this week three interceptions uh you know 30 for 270 um you know james white gonna be out for the season What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, both these teams, really? The Patriots, I mean, some people were saying this is going to be a sleepable super sleeper. Um, I don't think that's true at all. But, you know, in terms of the Saints, I mean, I have no clue what to read on them, how this team is. So what are your thoughts on the New Orleans Saints currently? I think the Saints might be a playoff team. They definitely won't win their division. 
But to me, this team just like reached inconsistency already through the first three, week, three weeks. And I know that's such an early thing to say, but I mean, look at who we have. Look at who their starting quarterback is. I would say he is probably the definition of inconsistent. He's been fine. He hasn't really had much to do. He's made some good throws. He made some really bad throws last week. I don't really have an opinion on him yet. I do want to talk about the Patriots, though. I think the Patriots might be really bad. And that might actually be maybe good for Mac Jones' development because he won't have all that pressure on him year one. Um, like, sorry, like it's so synonymous with uh, Foxborough. But I, I, I don't know. I think the Patriots are probably really bad. They, they're paying Janu and Hunter Henry a lot of money. And they're really – they've been fine. I mean, I just don't know if a guy like Johnny Smith after one productive season was really worth all that money in terms of what does what, – what he's bringing to the field, especially when you already have Hunter Henry. And I still think the receiving options are subpar. I mean, you know what I think of Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Myers I think will be very good, but he's really the only guy. So he's getting focused in, on that. You know, on that offense, but the Patriots just, I just don't think they're very good. The defense will be fine. I mean, I just think the offense is really going to struggle. And I think Mac Jones needs to struggle because he really didn't face any adversity in Alabama last year. And that might be a good thing for him to see before Patriots start going to win now. mode. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots are a weird team to read. I mean, they've lost, you know, to the dolphins and the, the saints now and only beat the jets. So really not a credible win yet. Defense has been okay. It hasn't been superb. Matt Judon has looked pretty good. But like you said, I mean, the offensive weapons on this team are, are minuscule. I mean, Johnny Smith, I agree, you know, probably not worth all that money. He had one catch in this game. If you're going to pay a guy to have one catch, and I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe it was north of $10 million potentially a season. Could be wrong on that. It could be like eight or nine. But yeah. from what I remember, I mean, to have, a, to have one catch for four yards, I mean, I could fucking go out there and do it. Excuse my language, but like, I mean, it's like I could go out there and, and have the same day as Johnny Smith. So you got to use these guys more. I mean, Jacoby Myers, like you said, looks good. James White, that will be a loss that hurts them. He's been great out of the pass, uh, out of the backfield for them. Um, but, yeah, Mac Jones, I mean, I think he's just an average quarterback, and I don't think there's really too much room for him to, you know, become a stud. Um, you know, I thought it was ridiculous when this guy was being talked about in the top three. I mean, he's just, he's just average. He does what he does, and he's not going to do much more. You know what to expect out of him. This guy's no Tom Brady. Let's just put it like that. Like, I think this game even proved that. Like, when have you seen Tom Brady in recent memory have a game where he throws, you know, one touchdown, three interceptions? It just doesn't happen. Um, this guy's not a clone of Tom Brady. He's, you know, a completely different quarterback. And, and those comparisons should probably stop. It's not fair to Mac Jones, and it's not fair to Tom Brady, either of that. Um, with the Saints, I mean, I have no idea what's going on with this team, I'll be honest. I have no clue if they're good or if they just utter suck. I agree. I think this is going to be a very inconsistent team. Jameis has been weird. I mean, you think that Michael Thomas maybe will help them when he's back, but when you're throwing the ball, you know, for only 128 yards, I, I can't see Michael Thomas being anywhere near where he was that, that you know, crazy season he had with Drew Brees. There's just no way. Uh, Kamara, obviously the X factor on that offense. He's played all right. But, I mean, they, they have no weapons really offensively. I mean, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, I mean, this is a weird offense. It's a weird team. I don't know what to say much more than that. You know, it's kind of is what it is with the Saints. They'll just be mediocre this year probably. Probably make the playoffs, but. Uh, you know, don't expect them to go too far in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I guess the Bengals we could touch on. I don't Falcons Giants. That's just a relevant game. The Giants are just terrible. Ravens Lions weird game again. But besides Justin Tucker, scare for the Ravens, obviously. But 
you know, they're a good team. Let's talk about the Steelers here. Um, a weird game for the Bengals. Obviously, they went out Thursday night, got the win. Jamar Chase has looked great so far. He's been, you know, didn't have a touchdown this week, but set a career high in catches, targets, yards, and all that. Or maybe not yards, maybe yards. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the Big Ben has just been atrocious. He threw the ball 58 times. You saw Najee Harris have 14 catches on 19 targets. Pretty incredible. They were without Deontay Johnson. Juju goes down injured. This offense has looked bad. Big Ben has looked god-awful. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers? To me, this team is probably the worst team in this division. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are definitely better than them. And Big Ben, I mean, it. I just don't know how he's still a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty unbelievable to me, to be honest. Uh, They're still in good faith put him out there. Are they trying to lose games on purpose? Because I don't think their, their roster is that bad. Uh, the, the fact that Ben, uh, it's just, it's pretty unbelievable because it, it also gives you more respect for what a guy like Tom Brady is doing at his age, at the, at the age of 44, when you see Ben Roethlisberger just be an utter shell of himself. And he's really been done since 2019 when he had uh, that surgery. I forget exactly where it was in his arm. It might've been his elbow, shoulder, something like that, but he's really been done since then and it's just the their offensive coordinator said this week matt canada he said we're going to continue to roll with what we're doing along those lines and i I, if if i were a reporter in that conference room i probably would have broke out laughing at him Uh, (laughs) this is the the cincinnati Bengals defense is good i mean they it's not sorry it's not great they have a guy like they, they have guys like jesse bates but to put up 10 points on that defense is pretty unacceptable. And and to touch on the Bengals further, I've been, I was very obviously impressed with Joe Barrett at Thursday night. I really am not sold on this team at all though. I think this is a team that could go like, to have like two wins the rest of the way. Uh, I really think, I I, I really think they're bad. I think they're just like the flukiest team I've ever seen. And it's not to any fault of Joe Burrow, but, I don't know how much longer that offensive line can really hold up. I mean, they're showing cracks already. Um, yeah, and their division beside outside of the Steelers is so, so, so tough. And they're scraping past the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are probably the worst team in the NFL. It's probably something everybody can agree on. Um, yeah, uh, but to no fault. Well, the Jets. The Jets are down there, too. Uh, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. It's all the Burrow are the Bengals, not yeah. – not a real team and not, not a real, you know, wild card contender, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think this team is probably going to finish with like six or seven wins, which is still an improvement. And for where they're headed, uh, it's a good sign. Um, this is a team that's on the up. Um, they're not quite there yet, but it's a good sign that they're three and one in their first four games. You can't fault them for that. With the Steelers, I mean, the one guy I feel for is Najee Harris. I mean, you can tell this guy is trying his best out there. He had, you know, a crazy receiving game, but that will not happen again. This, you know, the weapons were very weak and, you know, NFL teams are not going to let their, you know, nine, 20 targets go to Najee Harris anymore, but you know, 14 for 40. I mean, this guy, it's not the talent's not the issue. It, it's just the offensive line. It's just abysmal. You've got a horrible quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger who I believe it was like fourth and 10 and he threw a check down behind the line to Najee Harris. Like it's just ridiculous at this point, what's going on in Pittsburgh. It's a bad team. TJ Watt's been, you know, injured. If he's not out there, there's no, no hope really. Um, this team could finish last in this division. I don't think it's, you know, not safe to say that. See what happens this week, but not a good week. I agree. Joe Burrow, though, uh, very good quarterback. Very interesting to see. I mean, I think 
we're probably touching a few of these games. These are a lot of good games here, but the Raiders, I mean, we just really have to talk about this Raiders team and what is going on. Derek Carr has been very, very good so far to start the season. He's been one of the best quarterbacks so far in this league. The Raiders squeak by the Miami Dolphins. They've got a lot of weapons. I mean, Darren Waller, obviously the best one. Josh Jacobs has been out, but they've got a plethora of guys who can get the job done. The defense has played pretty well. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Raiders? Is this team for real? Is it a fluke? What's your idea? What's your thoughts? I just can't say that the Raiders are for real. And I'm sorry, and they actually might be, but it's just too many times in the past you thought, hey, maybe this team could win like 11, 12 games. And then they start let – me, let me just see some teams here on their schedule really quickly this year. Yeah. The, the, and then they'll lose to the Bears at home. That would be a classic Raiders move to look like this and then lose to just a total bottom feeder. Derek Carr, I've always been a pretty, you know, I've been, been pretty high on Derek Carr compared to the public consensus. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I just don't know if they have enough weapons. They have Darren Waller, who's outstanding. For, for me, they the offense needs two things. They need just that consistent rushing game, which I think they'll get. And they need, they really need the emergence of uh, Henry Ruggs. They really need it to, to, to I think. Yeah. Especially, especially to get time with those high and their defense obviously is so important because when you're going against the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert four times a year, it, it, it's almost an impossible task. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think the AFC West has kind of become, I mean, this or the NFC West are the best divisions in football. I mean, you've got two 3-0 teams right now, the Denver Broncos, who have had probably the easiest schedule of all time and playing the Jags, the Giants, and the Jets. I mean, that is, have a start. I mean, whoever the matchmaker is or the schedule for that team deserves a raise. That guy did a great job this year. But yeah, Derek Carr, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, he's, you know, he had that great season before he got injured uh, a few years back when they were in the playoff race. And, you know, he's, he's kind of getting back to that old self. He looks pretty good. He uh, has been efficient and good for him. I'm very happy for him. Do I think it's sustainable? Do I think this team will win 10, 11 games? I don't know. I, you know, this happened last year. I feel the Raiders had some big wins and then they just imploded and were, you know, a terrible team. So who knows what's going to happen at this point with the Raiders. Um, they're always right in the middle of the pack, but maybe they've taken a leap. Some guys look good. Henry Ruggs has played good. They've used Hunter Ryan for a while. Uh, Kenyon Drake's been good in the passing game. So they've got pieces here and there. Dolphins, I'm not even going to bother. This team's a bad team without, uh, you know, Tua in there. Jacoby Brissett has no business starting in the NFL. Jalen Waddle is, you know, 12 for 58. That's a pretty incredible stat line, uh, if I do say so myself. But, you know, Miami, no need to talk. Raiders, good win for them. This was, uh, you know, a very good game between the two best teams in the NFC. I think that's not even a question anymore who those top two teams are in the Bucks and the Rams. Uh, Brady, I mean, you see the stats. He played pretty well but obviously just a little inefficient at times. Rams on the other hand, Matt Stafford, to me right now, is probably the MVP front runner, in my opinion. He's played incredible. Uh, Cooper Cup has looked like an absolute machine. Um, he's holding up three. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on, on the Rams-Bucks game? Here? I was and, just it's three weeks Matt Stafford is a – I was just saying three weeks in. It might be a little early to pick an MVP front runner. No, I'm just saying, like, if the season ended today, I'd give it to Matt Stafford personally. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. With that. Yeah, the Rams' off offense is outstanding. The to see what Sean McVay is doing with someone he doesn't sort of have to hold his hand, I guess, is the perfect analogy. Because 
with Jared Goff, you would kind of have to like coddle him through every motion. You sort of have to guide him through everything. You'd have to call play specific him. But with Matthew Stafford, he can unload the full arsenal. And that is a very, very scary sight for the Los Angeles Rams. They have D-Jack, who when he only played a couple games with the Eagles, obviously, because of his injury status. But when he did, he was electric. I mean, the guy would get a touchdown, and then he'd be out the next six weeks. And then he'd come back, score a touchdown, be dead, out the next six weeks. But if he can stay healthy, they can keep him on the field for a limited number of plays, he'll be a huge contributor. And like you said, Cooper Cup is outstanding. The guy's an unbelievable player. Uh, and, and obviously, they still have Robert Woods, who's been a little quiet. But we know what he's capable of. And I think Van Jefferson is also a really interesting piece. That whole receiving course makes me envious as an Eagles fan. Uh, and, and we know – we know what Aaron Donald can do on the other side of the ball. I mean, there's not – they didn't look fantastic against this Bucks offense. They looked pretty good, but th- th- there's no question about how good this Rams defense is. We know how good they are. We know how good of a coach Sean McVay is. We know how good of a play caller he is. We know what kind of – we know what Matthew Stavridge is capable of. And this is a team, in my opinion, that could win the entire thing. I don't think they're as good as the Bucks, despite what the scoreline says, uh, but they're definitely a team that could pose a serious challenge. Yeah, I think this team is the unquestioned number two, maybe even number one. I mean, it's tough to say, but they've completely overtaken the Packers as a top team in this NFC in my eyes. They are very good offensively, very good defensively. They've got two of the best defensive players in the whole world on their defense, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, arguably the two best at their position. You've now got a legit quarterback who wants to win, who's hungry. He's not, you know, he looks as good as he ever has. He looks amazing. Cooper Cub has emerged as a superstar. D-Jacks, like you said, fun piece to have. They've got guys, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, they can use. Running game has been fine with Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle. It's a fun team. I'm excited to see what happens. On the flip side, Buccaneers, I mean, I'm not too worried about this game for them. This is a high-powered offense. They did not have A.B. Um, Rob Gronkowski looks great this year. I know he uh, you know, went out. He's out for this week against New England, unfortunately. But he's a, you know, he looks like an old Gronk, which is crazy. We were talking about that a few weeks ago, how him and A.B. are a shell of what they were. This offense is arguably one of the greatest of all time. So it'll be fun to monitor. Obviously, not ideal loss for the Bucs, but uh, was a good game nonetheless. We did have Vikings, Seahawks. Vikings played well. That's kind of how they roll. They have these occasional wins. Not going to jump on it too much. I want to talk Packers, Niners here real quick. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams played great. 49ers, I mean, they're kind of just going as it is. Trey Lance had a rush touchdown. Kittle looks good. Use check they've used. I mean, what are your thoughts on both these teams? Not really in a game to break down. I mean, you see Rodgers, how clutch he can be, but your thoughts on both these teams and how they rank up in the NFC. I think there was, like you said, there was no doubt at all it was going to happen once he got the ball back with 37 seconds left. I think everybody in the stadium, everybody watching around the world sort of knew what was going to happen. But I think the Packers are a very good football team. I mean, I just don't know if they're good enough to compete. This is good the case of these teams. I just don't know if they're good enough to compete with the Rams and the Buccaneers. Um, the 49ers just haven't been that convincing to me. And I think the reason why is Jimmy G, he was fine, but that's all he is. And he was actually disastrous to get against the Eagles in a game they really should have lost. The Eagles choked away, which the Eagles choked away. Um, yeah, uh, Jimmy G, uh, they're not going to take this next step unless Trey Lance can really become – that guy and I don't know if you'll see it this season my guess is you probably will see it by at least the end of the season I think you might even see it mid-season if performances like these from Jimmy G continue I think 
Jimmy G is just not, he's just not the guy to carry this team where they need to be. And I'm not too worried about the defense or anything like that. I guess the corner situation is a little worrisome, but they'll, they'll be fine. It's just Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely the number one concern with this team for me. I think you said it pretty well. I, I don't really have too much to say. I kind of talked a little bit, um, but yeah, I don't think the Packers are, are the top two team anymore. I think they're up there, but um they're beatable. They have a bad defense in my eyes. And, you know, they're winning close games to the Niners, who I don't think are, you know, too good a team. So it is what it is. Um, it'll be fun to monitor. But with that, I mean, Cowboys-Eagles, I don't even think we really bother talking about this. You'll probably discuss the Eagles in the uh, prediction for the week. So we'll skip that. I mean, real quick, I do want to ask you, I don't really want to get into the nitty-gritty with this game. This is a, you know, we already kind of touched on the Bengals. But Trevor Lawrence, what are your thoughts on him so far? Um, and you know, how he has looked and, you know, obviously it hasn't gone according to plan necessarily. He hasn't looked amazing, but your thoughts on him so far. I think Trevor's in like a really, Trevor Lawrence is just in a really tough situation right now. I think it's, it's very similar to Justin Fields for me, who I think he's much, look, look much better than I think Trevor's turning the ball over, but a lot, but to me in his rookie season, it's sort of been, he knows he's just playing to sort of establish sort of his like relationship, not even relationship, relationship with the receiver, just the playbook and everything. But I think he's sort of making the best out of the bad situation. And I sort of like the fact that he's making all these turns because it shows that he's being aggressive. He's sort of not – he didn't turn the ball over this week, but I'm talking previous in previous weeks. You know, he led the NFL. Yeah. I think it's not very Zach Wilson-like where he doesn't really have this up to us because Trevor makes five or six throws a game where you're like, Jesus, did he just make that throw? And I think – He's a, I've said it since the beginning. I know you were a little harsh on him after week one, but I, I think he's a special quarterback. I really do. And I think he, he will really thrive. And I, I, I have to say, I would be really shocked if Urban Meyer is here past this, is in Jacksonville past this season. Because I think we've seen in the past, he's a college coach. He likes coaching in college. He's a great, he's one of the best recruiters of all time. He'll get, he'll wind up, it's some powerhouse in college football next year. He'll go back to his job at Fox. In my opinion, the Jacksonville Jaguars is not the job for him. I think the Jaguars just sort of hired him because it's an easy cop out for the cons who, you know, really don't care about their football team. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely am a little harder on Trevor Lawrence. I think this was by far though, his best performance in the NFL. And we started to see him use those legs. I feel like he hadn't really used that rushing ability that he is so known for. And, you know, Clemson really used, um, you know, the read option pretty well. Um, and that's what we saw this week. They started to get, you know, towards it. They got a little greedy with it at times. So they do need to manage that. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he looked a lot better. He made some great throws this week and it's improvement for him. I mean, those first three weeks were not good to say the least. Um, and when he's 0-4, it's a bad team. But um, look, I don't think this guy's going to be a top quarterback. I don't think this guy will be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, I just don't see it, especially on a, a team like Jacksonville. Um, I just feel like they're in a very bad position in terms of, you know, management and how this team is built. Their defense is really, you know, really bad at this point, to be honest. Uh, they traded their first round pick from a year ago. He didn't work out. So when you're missing on things like that, it's just you're, you're going to be in a never ending rebuild, kind of like the New York Jets are at this point. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Trevor Lawrence, much better game this week, though. I'll give him credit for that. He looked good even in a loss. So, uh, I mean, this first game here, of course, right, right, right into the Jets here. Um, I mean, we'll go into our predictions. Obviously, we'll both have the Tennessee Titans winning this game, even without Derek or even without AJ Brown and Julio Jones. The Titans are a solid team. The Jets are not a good team. I mean, weirdly enough, 
with those guys out, they have a chance. But I think Derrick Henry single-handedly will beat the New York Jets in this game. I think he's in for a huge game. He's looked great so far. So in the Titans, I'm assuming you're taking the same. You can't really pick the New York Jets right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not taking the Jets. I'm not making the same mistake I did week one. Although it looked, it did look for a second they were going to, you know, maybe pull that one out. Yeah, uh, week one they had a good game, and since it's been utter trash. The New York Jets are terrible. I think the Jets and the Giants are competing for who can be the worst team in the in the city. I think that I think this is just a terrible team. I think Zach Wilson. It's the same thing. You can't evaluate the guy in a situation like that. It, we'll see how he how he does. I like Zach Wilson coming on. I still think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he's obviously very turnover prone. He'll work on that. I, I just don't even know what to say about the New York Jets because they're a team. It's just. You don't even want to talk about them because their 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 football is just so grotesque. And I, I what what are your thoughts as a Jets fan? Uh, it's just I don't even watch the games anymore at this point. It's just another lost season. Um, Zach Wilson has looked very bad, to be honest. I mean, he's not looked good. I I can't really point to a bright spot so far in these games for Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Um, they're missing a lot of pieces. The old line is slowly but surely improving. Running back is kind of a disaster. They're running a weird committee. The defense is not good. They, they have no real corners. They do have Marcus May, but they don't didn't even re-sign him, so they may lose him. Their D line's not bad. Linebacking court, eh. I mean, it's just it's just a bad football team. That's how it's been for the past few years. And uh, yeah, we don't have to stay on them too much longer. We'll talk about the Lions and Bears. I mean, this is a battle here we have here. Um, I'll start. I'm actually going to pick the Lions in this one. I think the Lions are uh, a decent team. They're not the worst team in the NFL. Their offense, Jared Goff, it's honestly looked not terrible. And I think that usage of DeAndre Swift with Jamal Williams has been very good. I mean, they are using those guys as they should, uh, you know, split, but they've both been very valuable. And uh, they've got pieces on the defense that I don't hate. Obviously, offensively, outside of Hawkinson, not really many weapons, but I think the Chicago Bears are so bad, and who knows what's going to happen at QB. I, I think the Lions are going to pull this one down, to be honest. So I'm very inclined to pick the Lions. However, this is the exact type of game the Detroit Lions would lose. Yes. Uh, I really am. I'm going to pick the Bears. And I was really going to pick the Lions, and I was going to pick the Bears just because this is the type of game that was. I really have no reason for it. Maybe Justin Fields will show some flashes, but I do agree with everything you said about the Lions. I think they're probably the best bad team in the NFL. I agree. Um, Colts, Dolphins. I think the Colts are due for a big week. I'll be honest. I think Jonathan Taylor, they're going to get him involved this week. He's really, you know, had a slower start, looked better, but game script screwed him. Carson Wentz will be back in there as, you know, he was last week, but hopefully a little less banged up. And I just think the Miami Dolphins, with Jacoby Brissett right now is the quarterback. It's not going to be winning any games here. Um, they do have a good defense, but I think Jonathan Taylor is due for a big game against the bad run defense. And uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Colts here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm probably just going to pick against the Colts in every toss-up game for the rest of the season because I hate the quarterback. But I, I think the Dolphins are going to win this one because Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Can't pick against him. <laughs> this is really an important game. Sure. This is really an important game, though, for the Colts because 0-4, we assume the Titans are going to move to 3-1, and but the, 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 the Colts – at 0-4, I don't really see them catching anybody in the division in the wild card and definitely not in the division. And I think th th there's going to be some talk if they lose this game about benching Wentz. Not because of his play. He hasn't been fantastic. I mean, he hasn't been the worst QB in the league by any stretch either. But just because they don't want to give the Eagles that first-round pick. 
And if they figure it's a lost season, I'm serious here. I'm serious here. You think they're going against the Eagles here? That's your prediction? No, no, no. That's not even what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that if he plays a certain amount of snaps, we get the first – the birds get the first jump. Oh, so they they keep their first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if they play Jacob Eason, for example, if they lose this – this is a crucial game. In, this, in their season. That's all I'm sure. That's what I'm trying to say here. I'm still going to go with the Dolphins, though. The Colts have just not looked very good to me at all. I think they're just such like a nothing team. They'll finish like eight and nine or something like that. My opinion. Yeah. Uh, Colts, a team I was high on. I thought they'd win the division. Far from the truth. The Titans look like they'll be probably running away with that division. That is a bad division, folks. Browns, Vikings. Um, I mean, I think everyone knows who I'll pick here. I'm high on the Browns. I'm going with the Browns. I think this is a very talented team. Defense has played very well the past few weeks. I do think this will be a tough test, uh, as was week one. But with Jay Jeff and uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen on the field, it's going to be a, a tall task to cover. But I think the Cleveland Browns are built for it. Odell Beckham's back. He looked good last week. So I expect him to have a big game against these Minnesota corners. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I expect both these guys to be heavily involved and both have you know pretty solid games as well. So I'll take the Browns in this one. Yeah, I'll go with the Browns as well. Uh, I actually think the Vikings are not even bad. I think like Kirk Cousins has actually been pretty good this year. Just yeah, he's been good. Yeah, uh, that Bengals loss to me is just like very weird. I don't know how they lost that game because I think they're significantly better than the Bengals. I'm still gonna go with the Browns yeah. there here though. You know, I think they're an elite team just like you do. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll roll with the Browns here just because I don't really see them. I don't see the Vikings beating the Browns. I agree. Uh, Washington to the Falcons. This is a team of a game of two bad teams here. Um, I honestly don't even know who to pick with this one. I don't know either. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I picked the football team last week to upset the Bills, and I was completely wrong. And I just feel like this team is just terrible. They have no idea what they're doing. Um, Ron Rivera has, you know, all prayers to him with his cancer. I know he's cancer free and all that, and he's a very big inspiration, but. This defense has just not played good, and I think Atlanta's due for a big week offensively. I feel like they haven't broken out. I feel like this could be the week we see Calvin Ridley go crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. They've used Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson actually pretty well. Kyle Pitts is another guy who I think is due for a big game. So I'm going to go Atlanta at home. Um, I just think their offense is, is due for a big game. Yeah, I'll go with Atlanta as well. I think Washington is terrible. That defense was so overhyped coming into the season. I was guilty of yeah. that. Too. They're really not very good at all. In fact, I would venture to say that they're awful. Um, the, 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 obviously, Sweat and Chase Young are excellent. They're two great young players. The rest of the defense, though, is just like terrible. I mean, the linebacking, the the defensive secondary is disastrous. Uh, which I kind of said a few things about coming into the season. I really wasn't confident in that at all. And the, their offense is really will show up, I guess. They're very heavily reliant on two guys, though, McLaurin and Gibson. They're, they're a really bad football team. They'll finish, like, third or fourth or even second in the NFCs because the rest of the NFCs, besides the Cowboys, is really bad. But yeah, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. I agree. Um, who is next? Texan Bills. I mean, this is easy. This will be the Buffalo Bills by a very good portion. We saw last week. I was down them for their previous performances, but this offense has woken up. Josh Allen looks very good. The defense is starting to play a little bit better as well. So I think this will be the Buffalo Bills. This game won't be close. 
with Davis Mills as the quarterback. Um, I'm expecting a blowout here. Yeah, I actually think that this is the type of game the Texans could keep close to Tyrod at quarterback, especially since he was having a pretty good year up. There's, oh, is Tyrod back this week? No, no, no. I was just saying if they had Tyrod, if they had Tyrod, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Davis Mills is still the starter. But yeah, the, the Bills defense will just absolutely smother Davis Mills. Um, and you would expect the offense to run it up. So I'll, I'm just going to go with the Bills. These teams are two teams that aren't even the same class as another, especially with Davis Mills starting a quarterback, which when he should really be nowhere near the field. <laughs> I like that. Giants, Saints. I mean, these are pretty easy pickums here. This should be the Saints. The Saints, um, I don't know if this game is back in the Superdome. It might be. But, yeah, you already see Sterling Shepard, Darius Layton ruled out. Um, yeah, so that should tell you all there is. The Saints are a team who have been, you know, the Packers and the Pats. They haven't seen a bad loss to the Panthers. But I think they're due for a win. Um, I think they're a pretty solid offense that will be, you know, hard for this Giants team to match. And, you know, Danny Jones honestly hasn't looked bad this year. I've, I've, I've had to eat a little bit of my words with Daniel Jones. He's played pretty good football through three games so far. So maybe he pulls out the shocker. Uh, I'm just not going to say so. I still think he's pretty mediocre to sub-mediocre. But, hey, he's put on three three good games so far. Um, last week, I guess, kind of mid. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints here because the Giants are terrible. I mean, the thing I'm about <laughs> is how, just how bad are the Giants because the Eagles, who are clearly a terrible football team, smacked Atlanta. Smacked them. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. And the Giants lost to them at home. So how just how bad is this football team? Daniel Jones has been fine. I still think he's a support quarterback. I think this is a week where he could throw like three interceptions. I think the rest of the defense is it's fine, but the, the rest of the yeah. offense, the rest of the offense outside the receiving receiving core is really bad. Saquon had a decent week last week, but he's really not up to back to his form. I don't know if he ever will be either. I just this is a terrible yeah. football team. I think the coaching is so so bad. I think the coaching is horrible i mean we really i think a lot more people should have seen this coming it's it's really unusual to have like four veterans just retire during the middle of your training camp i mean when have you ever seen that that's sort of telling holding up a sign that says we're going to be a really bad football team yeah i agree with what you said there the giants are not good another this i mean there's just a lot of games that just don't seem like they're gonna be close it looks like we're gonna have a lot more close games to discuss here but chiefs eagles I think we're both picking the Chiefs here. Eagles, uh, very bad week. Jalen Hurts did not look good last week. And the Chiefs, I mean, this team, after two losses, you just got to think they're due. You got to think Tyreek Hill's due. Travis Kelsey's always going to be good. Um, I mean, you just think, I feel like this offense could just erupt in this game. Even though the Eagles, you know, secondary has not been terrible. It's not been the worst part of their team. But, um, yeah, I'll pick the Chiefs here. Yeah, I'll go with the Chiefs. I do agree with what you said, with, with what you just said. Though. I actually don't think, that, what, despite what the scoreline said last game, the, the Eagles' um, defense was on the field so much last week. It's really, the, the problems really fall with the offense. Nick Sirianni not looked so good, uh, which a lot of people kind of predicted. Jury's still on, on him for me, as it is with Jalen Hurts. This is going to be a really telling game against – as good as the Chiefs' offense is, that's how bad their defense is. Um, so this will be a telling game for me. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I hope it's fun. I hope we don't get completely blown off the face of the earth. But like you said, the Chiefs offense is deal. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game where they put up like 38 points. But for me, I just want to see 
the main goal I think for a lot of Eagles fans this season was, this season was just to see is the coach competent and is Jalen Hurts the real deal? And hopefully that game, this game just steps towards answering that question. I'm really just interested in Jalen Hurts' performance tomorrow. That's for sure. All right, let me go to the bathroom real quick. I'm going to edit this out, but I need to take a leap. So I'll be back. Just give me a sec. Alright, so that will do it with this game. Moving on to the next one, we got the Panthers and the Cowboys. This should actually be a pretty interesting game. Dallas coming off a big win of <laughs> – Rob shaking his head no. Um, I mean, I think the Panthers are underrated. I know I, – I think I know what you're going to say. I'll let you go first, but CMC is out. J.C. Horn also out. So I think I know where you're leaning on this one. This, Let's hear it, though. I think the Cowboys are going to blow them out. I just want, this is really hurtful to say to, for me, but – I think the Cowboys are outstanding. Like, I think they're a terrific team. If that defense can hold up just a little bit, and if Trayvon Nix can continue to showcase what he did last week against the Eagles, they have a special cornerback. Um, their offense, they're, they're a lot of contenders for best offense in the league. And I might be bold by saying this, but they might have the best one. I think uh, that, that combination, especially when Michael Gallup comes back, it's going to be hard to stop for any team in the NFC East. They're going to run away with this division. They will smack the Panthers, who I think are really not that good, especially in Jerry World. I hope I'm wrong, just so nobody uh, flames me if I get this dramatically wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But, yeah, the Cowboys, for me, are just going to – this is a game where they're just going to run right, especially without the Panthers' best player. I agree with you that it will be the Cowboys. Um, I'm a little higher than on the Panthers than I think you are. Um, I think Sam Darnold's done a great job. I know they've had two easy matchups with the Jets and the Texans, but, I mean, they, they've played well so far, and you can't knock them for that. I think the Dallas Cowboys' offense is on another level, though, and I think the Panthers' defense, um, you know, is going to feel that this weekend. I think they haven't played a team like this, and you are missing J.C. Horn. You're missing Christian McCaffrey. Those injuries are clearly going to hurt. Um, we'll see what Chuba Hubbard's made up. Maybe he has a big week in store. Who knows? Probably not. But I think Dak and this offense, they're just so talented. Um, it's a good-ass – good team in uh, in Dallas this year that's for sure so I'm gonna go Cowboys with you um but Panthers don't sleep on it I could see them win on this one I don't know Seahawks 49ers uh, NFC West game this is a pretty good one honestly two NFC West matchups you got the Cardinals and the Rams which we'll touch on in a second here 
I'm going to go Seattle. Um, I think they're the better team. I think that they will have a very good game uh, against the Niners offensively. Um, and I think that 49ers offense, I think this will just end up being a battle of the offenses. I think that Niners defenses, they'll get some stops, but they're a little overrated. They haven't played. They're not what they were their Super Bowl year, that's for sure, with Robert Sala leading the unit. It's not the same same group of guys. So I think DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, those guys will have pretty solid weeks this week. And I think they're just going to outscore them at the end of the day. I don't think this is going to be anything special defensively. I think it's just going to be Seattle is just the better team offensively, and that's that. Um, I'll go with the Niners here. Cause since this isn't school, I'm not even going to back up my claim with with, with evidence. Here. I'm going with the Niners. Total gut feeling pick. Think that Niners defense actually might be able to contain Russell Wilson and then Seahawks offense. We usually see the Seahawks offense sort of implode around Week Ten. They might be doing that a little bit earlier this yeah. year. So we'll we'll see if this game is confirmation of that. Or one and two. They've had some tough games though, Tennessee. But the Vikings loss wasn't amazing, that's for sure. This game should be very good. Cardinals, Rams, Kyler Murray, two three and O teams will face Matthew Stafford, obviously. Um, I'm excited for this one. And I'm actually gonna pick the Arizona Cardinals here. Kind of another one of those gut feelings. I'm high on the Rams. I think the Rams are the better team, but I just think Kyler Murray is gonna post something that this Rams offense hasn't seen. You look who they've played this year. They played Andy Dalton. They played uh, – who did they play in week two? They played Carson Wentz, and then they played Tom Brady. Three very stationary quarterbacks, no mobility. So I think this is going to be a change for them. And I'm not saying they can't stop Kyler Murray. I think they can. But I think this is going to be a very, you know, interesting game. And I think the difference between their team this year and the past years is offensively, they've got a lot more weapons that they're utilizing. Obviously, you do have DeAndre Hopkins, who you expect will get guarded by Jalen Ramsey. But they've got guys like Ronda Moore, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, um, it's played really well. Chase Edmonds is used heavily in the passing game. So I think this Cardinals team is actually going to pull off this win. I think they're a good offensive team defensively. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but I do feel like Matt Stafford is kind of due for a bump in the road. I feel like he can't be perfect for, you know, every game. So I feel like this might be one of those, one of those where, you know, it's not his best performance. I'll go with the Rams here. I don't think the Cardinals are that good. Bold statement. I know, I know, but I just don't think they're that good. Cliff King's very, I'm still going to maintain. He's just such a huge hindrance. And my guess is he'll just get out coached, and I'm going to go with the Rams. Well, if the Rams are up at halftime, I mean, the Rams will win. That, that I'm pretty sure Sean McVay is like never lost when up at halftime or something ridiculous. Pretty that's pretty insane. Yeah, it is. Um, Packers, Steelers. I, I don't know if this game will be particularly close, to be honest. I got Green Bay. Um, I mean, maybe it'll be close because that Steelers defense, they're actually a pretty solid unit. So, I'm gonna give the dad to the I'm gonna give the nod to the Packers though. Aaron Rodgers is by far the better quarterback in this game, and you've got Devontae Adams, you've got Aaron Jones. It's gonna to be tough to stop. And in terms of the Steelers, I mean Najee Harris. It seems like he'll be the X factor for them offensively this year. Chase Claypool. It looks like he's gonna be out. So it's gonna be up to Juju and Deontay Johnson to get the job done uh, at the wide receiver position. But I'm gonna go Packers. I think they're just the better team. And you know, going into Green Bay, that's never an easy place to play. And you know, with Big Ben how he is right now, I just don't see him winning this game. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Packers. I think they're a far better team. This will be a good chance for the Packers defense to get itself back on track, I think, see what they can do against a really bad quarterback. And this is a game – it could be close, like you said. This is a game that could finish like 20 to 10 or something like that. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. I, I think there's like a zero there, – there's no way they're going to lose this game. 
All right, a few more games. Ravens-Broncos, the undefeated Denver Broncos will get a real test this week. And I'm going to actually pick them against the Baltimore Ravens. I think this defense is pretty good. They just held the Jets to zero points. But the Jets are bad, but still, holding any team in the NFL to zero points is pretty impressive. They've been pretty impressed with the offense. I mean, Cortland Sutton has been fine. Tim Patrick's played pretty well. They've got a decent running back group. Teddy Bridgewater's held his own at the quarterback position. And I just think this defense is going to be able to limit Lamar Jackson. I mean, we saw the Ravens last week get, you know, really not have a good performance against Detroit. Obviously, Hollywood Brown dropped a few touchdowns. But I'm expecting Denver to come out. I'm expecting that defense to play well. And, you know, I think this defense is a, a top unit in the league. So I'm going to go Denver here. Kind of a bold pick. I think the Ravens are definitely the favorite here and the better team. But I think Denver at home, I think they'll get the job done. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you here. I think yeah, this is a game where I could just see the Broncos defense totally just showing up and proving why they've been called one of the best units in the NFL. I, I think this is going to be a very close game, a very, very close game, because I think this is a game where it's going to be one of those games where Lamar has turnovers and then he's going to bring them back late and the defense might not do a job yeah. or do his job. Um I'm so inclined to pick the Ravens here, though, just because of the – you know, I'm actually going to switch my pick to the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens here because right. I don't – I just don't believe in the Broncos, and I don't believe in Vic Fangio out-coaching John, Her, John, Her, John Harbaugh in a big game. Fair pick. Um, two more games, Bucks pass. I mean, this is a story in itself. Obviously, Gronk won't be active, but Tom Brady returns. To New England, which will be fun to watch. I think neither of us will think this game will be particularly close, though. I'm going to go with the Bucs here. They're just by far the better team. New England, Mac Jones. I think Brady's going to have a huge week. Coming back to New England, I mean, I could just see him putting on a show. Um, I mean, I'm expecting fireworks, to be honest, from Tom Brady. I think the Bucs are by far the better defense as well. I mean, this game, I, I, I could see it not being pretty close, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Tom Brady returned to New England. It's going to be a show. Yeah, I'm going to go with – uh, the Buccaneers as well. It, yeah, this is game is more of like a spectacle, you know, festival to see than really a game. But <laughs> Buccaneers will, but the Buccaneers will just kill them because these two two teams that are not in the same matter as each other. Yep. <laughs> um, last game. I mean, this could be a very fun game as well. Raiders Chargers. Uh, the undefeated Vegas Raiders. I mean, if they win this game. I think we have to have the narrative, but this is a legit team. But Monday night going to that SoFi Stadium, I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Chargers. I just think they're the better team. They have the better offense. They've got the better players. And I think this is for the Raiders. Look, they've beaten good teams. They beat the Ravens, the Steelers defense. Their offense is bad, but the Steelers defense is pretty solid. So they've gone up against tough units. But I just think the Chargers offensively are just going to be a little too much. And I think the Raiders, this is just one of those games that they're going to lose. They're not going to keep winning. This is just the team that historically – now we've seen they have off games and they might go into, you know, big off stretches. So to me, this is the Chargers game. I think the Chargers are legit. They've beaten good teams. They beat the Chiefs and the Cowboys this year. Obviously, that loss to Washington was funny, but looking back, but, um, you know, Chargers, very good football. Very good football. Team. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers, too, here. I think this is a game. This is like a Justin Herbert, like, okay. I'm really a top five quarterback. I'm really an MVP candidate. This is a game where he could just totally unload on that Raiders defense. And I think the Chargers are just an all-around better football team. I'm not really sure why you mentioned SoFi Stadium because it doesn't really matter where the Chargers are playing, especially that short of a trip, because uh, they're going to be the home, the away team every time. I'm still going to go with the Chargers, though. I think they're, like you just said, a much better football team. 
I think Herbert is just uh, Justin Herbert is just so special. I can't say it enough. The guy, uh, it's becoming almost like hard for me to bet against him. He's not in that Mahomes territory where it's like, oh my god, how can you bet get a bet bet against the guy? But he's like, he's just such a special young quarterback. He really is. Justin Herbert has looked good two and one. The Chargers seem like they're finally going to be able to get into the playoffs. It's been a little bit for them, obviously, but. I think with that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Obviously, if you're new here, please drop a subscribe, comment, like, do all that. Let us know what you like, what you want us to add. If you want us to have some more guests on here and there, uh, give us feedback. We appreciate it greatly. Go check us out both on social media. The link to that will be in the description, as well as go follow our podcast, Outside the Arena podcast on Instagram. Also, go check us out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, We've got, you know, our episodes go up on there. Uh, so check us out outside the arena there. And yeah, with that should be a very fun week of MLB baseball. I'm expect, excited to see how the AL wildcard plays out. That's for sure. NFL has been, you know, fun to watch as well. It's good that, you know, fans are back in full capacity and NBA season soon to come. I mean, it's a great time for sports. That's for sure. So with that guys, thanks for watching. Take it easy.